Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. How's everybody doing? Welcome aboard. Let's see who we have in here. Michael Rodnan, he says, Miss yesterday's show, doctor's appointment, too bad. Doc doesn't know what I have. Sent out for some tests, throat culture, blood work, etc. We'll find out on Sunday or Monday. More than likely, my brother, I, I, I just think it's that good old flu. The good old flu kind of lasts a while when you get it and it's just kind of hard to get over it. I know the feeling, but you stay there, hang in there. You know, we're, we're here, you're, we're your back in store. Bridge MCP, welcome aboard. She says, has to be something, Michael. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Peggy Lopez says, hi, all here again, just listening today. Bridge MCP, of course, is going to say, hello, peeps. Hello, Bridge. E2247, hello, relatives. Today's visit will be the greatest ever visit, as usual. And you put as usual in there for me, brother. Bridge MCP also comes out and says, let's make sure and have good vibes. E2247 says, Michael, swift healing to you. May Wood, hello all and a good afternoon. How is everyone today? We are all doing fine, except for our brother Michael is still under the weather. Let's wish him all the, and send him all the positive affirmations. Let's make sure to do that. May, see, E2247 says, where is Egberto? Here I am. What, what, what's the problem? Today I'm wearing one of our hoodies, the Politics Done Right hoodies. It's cold in D.C. I think it is. I haven't been outside, but it looks kind of hazy out there. Nanette Bird-Smith says, hi all. Yvette Avery Herod, our union activist, says, afternoon, PDR Posse. And Alistair Waters says, hi all. Bruce Pollard says, back for more. AVQ, persistent sore throat tiredness haven't gone away in over a week. That honestly sounds like the flu. It really sounds like the flu. Um, anyhow, 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 I'm not going to do um, TikTok today. I was talking to my daughter who knows about this platform better, and she says TikTok is normally a platform where you interact. You're pretty much interactive when you go live with the people, and since I go live on several platforms, it is not a propos for me to say concentrate on TikTok uh, while we have other platforms that are bringing in questions, etc. And this particular platform that I have does not integrate well with, with TikTok, which means we don't carry the feed to TikTok. We have to have a separate phone, etc. So I'm going to keep with this and do TikTok separately at some other time. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, Egberto, do not see you on screen. Are you still not seeing me on screen? I hope you can see me on the screen now because I'm seeing myself on YouTube. Facebook and locally, so I am not sure what's going on. Uh, 60 degrees Fahrenheit in New York City. Nice weather. Can't really go out to enjoy it, though. I hear you. Let's see what else we get. Eric Hayes says, Hi all. Explanatory debt does nothing but send this country into financial ruin. I think you need to understand debt, Eric. Please let... I, I tell you what, Eric. Let me know. Let me know. If you want to understand what debt is in a country with sovereign currency, that is what you have to really understand. You can't listen to politicians who, whenever we're talking about helping people, we cannot seem to find the money to help them. But whenever there is a war, whenever there are bankers out of luck, when meaning they squander the money, somehow we create money that 
gets into the system and there's no inflation. There's nothing. I want you to, you, you know, and, and folks, I'm concentrating on Eric now because he fixates on debt. What happens is Republicans and right-wing politicians, whenever we have others in, whenever we have others in power that's not right-wing, they want us to be austere. And the reason they want us to be austere is they want to make sure that no progressive policies that actually help people, and it's not that they don't want to help people, is that in the current modal, helping people mean less profit for the parasites. Remember that. Helping people means less money for the parasites. But why can we always find money for war? Because that is money that isn't paid for and it goes directly to the defense industrial complex and other appendages of those systems, right? Now, again, I want you to study Eric. If I'm not mistaken, Eric, you are an accountant. Please visit Sovereign Currencies. It's very important that you understand our economics so that the lies you hear on the right about debt and treating debt or treating, a, the, 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 treating our economy like it's a business or treating our government as if it's a business. Government is not a business. The purpose of a government is not to act like a business. A government is not intended to be profitable. A government is not intended to be efficient at all costs. A government is there to make life better for us all. That may involve not being so efficient. That may involve not even making a profit. And when you are a country with a sovereign currency, and when we come to the realization that an economy is man-made, and notice I said man-made, if it was made by a woman, it would have been a lot better. But when I talk about an economy being man-made, understand what it really means understand what that really means and most people don't and that's a problem and the plutocracy it puts out these messages on you so that you hurt yourself and let me let me show you how i mean most people don't understand here's here's eric's response here's his response one trillion deficits going forward how does this help and allocating for programs is what is needed Egberto, there is no sovereign currency if said currency is worthless, right? Okay. If said currency is worthless, you're absolutely right. But said currency is not worthless because said currency is not chasing more production than available, more products than available. Let's give an example here. Let's just look at oil. We have a false deficit in oil production. So why are the prices of oil high? Because Russia is off the market and because during the pandemic, we took a whole lot of oil off the market. We just have to turn on the spigots, first of all, for some of that. And the others, we just have to remove ridiculous sanctions. Sorry about that out of sync. I hope it catches up. Okay? So please, I wish for all, you know, 
It is intended for us to remain unintelligent. Because if we remain unintelligent, then they can tell us anything for us to believe. And that is what goes on right now. So when Eric says one trillion deficit going forward and a, and, and a, and a, and a currency that has no value, that comes from listening to the right wing and not understanding that we have enough labor, we have enough natural resources, and we have enough production so that we don't have a false currency chasing after what is not there. Now he comes back and he says, you keep printing money, said, we don't even print money. Again, that is the inefficiency and the silliness that you hear on the radio. We don't just print money. In fact, printed dollar bills and all of that is ridiculous. Okay? It is ridiculous. I'm not sure what's going on there. I see the pauses um, that occur some, sometimes. I think that is going to clean itself up. That must have to do... Um, I am not sure. I, I see that sometimes and I don't yet understand what causes that. But anyway, let me continue with my, my soliloquy here. Because Eric Hayes... I want, I, want, I want to use his commentary so that the thousands of people that are going to watch this afterwards will actually get it. Whether Eric decides that he wants to open his mind to understand reality or not, that's his choice. But I can use the misinformation that he puts out there that many other, out, others out there get. I can use his queries to present the reality to the rest of America, those people, the thousands that are going to listen to this in podcast form, in YouTube form, in all the other forms where we put this stuff out. But just for those of you in the room right now, what I'm trying to tell you is what you see Eric post there, the reason it makes no sense is they want you to believe that so that they can continue the pilfer. Bottom line is this, you get inflation when you don't have enough capacity for the services that are needed and for the products that are needed. We have a lot of capacity and we have a lot of product. Even with the grain off the market from Ukraine, even with the oil off the market from Russia, if we really wanted both more grain and oil, the capacity is there. The plutocrats would like you to believe it is not so that they can raise prices unadulteratedly because do remember that for, for, for decades, they had no pricing power. All right, reality is now, and how can re releasing 1 billion barrels, 1 million barrels a day does nothing for the price of gas? If it does nothing, that means you don't believe in the supply and demand theory. Of course it does something. How much? I don't know. Right now, all, everything with gas is speculation. We have Venezuela, which is swimming in oil, off the market. We have Iran, which is swimming in oil, partially off the market. And we can go country by country by country. You know, and by the way, reality is now and hopefully changes in November. You know, it's interesting, right? Because it would be interesting if for some reason America does the stupid thing and elect a Republican government. 
they would have gotten what they deserve because these guys have no answers they will continue to do the things necessary for the wealthy to do well just like what happened under donald trump it's that simple look at the numbers like i said america does better under democratic rule it's in the numbers two percent growth under republicans four percent growth under republic uh, under democrats it's that simple the numbers never ever lie okay i had an interview that i did a wonderful interview with a woman named linda olson yesterday on stories people's stories but because of the issues of the day i decided to postpone that interview until tomorrow and today we are going to talk about first of all we're going to play up the, the most important portion of Biden's speech. And then I want to read the pertinent blog that I wrote for that speech. Because until we understand a few concepts, it's going to really turn out that uh, people, that, that Biden term about capitalist, I'm a capitalist, will hold no water. Uh, let's see what else we're saying here. Um, uh, I saw something that I wanted to read, but anyhow, let me let me go ahead and let's go ahead and play that Biden video, and then I will be right back. So let's go to that video, and then we'll come back. So today I'm laying out a two-part plan, not only to ease the pain that families are feeling right now, but to end this era of dependence and uncertainty, and to lay a new foundation for true and lasting American energy independence. Parenthetically, just imagine if, in fact, Europe didn't have to count on Russian oil. If they were energy independent, it would change the nature of so much. The problem we're facing with gas prices has two roots. First, the pandemic. When COVID struck, demand for oil plummeted, so production slowed down worldwide. It's because of the strength and the speed of our recovery, demand for oil shot back up much faster than the supply. That's why the cost of gas began to rise last year. The second route is Vladimir Putin. The start of this year, gas was about $3.30 a gallon. Today, it's about averaging 4.20, 4.22, it's higher in many states. Nearly a dollar more in less than three months. And the reason for that is because of Putin's war. And now many people are no longer buying Russian oil around the world. I banned the Russian import of oil here in America. Republicans and Democrats in Congress called for it and supported it. It was the right thing to do. But I said at the time, it's going to come with a cost. As Russian oil comes off the global market, supply of oil drops and prices are rising. Now Putin's price hike is hitting Americans at the pump. Which, uh, which brings me to the first part of my plan. To immediately increase the supply of oil, our prices are rising because of Putin's action. There isn't enough supply. And the bottom line is, if we want lower gas prices, we need to have a more oil supply right now. For U.S. oil companies that are recording their largest profits in years, they have a choice. One, they can put those profits to productive use by producing more oils, restarting idle wells, or producing on the sites they already are leasing. Giving the American people a break by passing some of the savings on to their customers and lowering the price of the pump. Or they can, as some of them are doing, exploit the situation. Sit back, 
ship those profits to the investors and while American families struggle to make ends meet. Look, this is a moment of consequence and peril for the world and pain at the pump for American families. It's also a moment of patriotism. I want to acknowledge those companies that have already announced they're increasing immediate production. They're investing money to produce more oil and also clean technology we need to reduce our dependence on oil in the future. They have everything they need, nothing standing in their way. And they've indicated they will be producing an extra 1 million barrels of oil per day, probably starting as early as this fall. That's progress. But some companies have been pretty blunt. They don't want to increase supply because Putin's price hike means higher profits. One CEO even acknowledged that they don't care if the price of a, a barrel of oil goes to $200 a barrel. They're not going to step up the production. I say enough. Enough of lavishing excessive profits on investors and payouts and buybacks when the American people are watching. The world is watching. U.S. oil companies made nearly $80 billion in profit last year. And this year, those profits are expected to continue to soar. This is the time, not the time, to sit on record profits. It's time to step up for the good of your country, the good of the world, to invest in immediate production that we need to respond to Vladimir Putin, to provide some relief for your customers, non-investors and executives. Look, I'm a capitalist. I have no problem with corporations turning a good profit. But companies have an obligation that goes beyond just their shareholders, to their customers, their communities, and their country. No American company should take advantage of a pandemic or of Vladimir Putin's actions to enrich themselves at the expense of American families. Investing those profits, profits in production and innovation, that's what they should do. Invest in your customers. And it isn't just like, uh, it's not the patriotic thing, it's good for your business as well. Right now, oil and gas industry is sitting on nearly 9,000 unused but approved permits for production on federal lands. Or more than a million unused acres they have a right to, to pump on. Families can't afford that companies sit on these their hands. So, to help execute this first part of my plan, I'm calling for a use it or lose it policy. Congress should make companies pay fees on wells on federal leases they haven't used in years. And acres of public land they're hoarding without production. Companies that are already producing from these wells won't be affected. But those sitting on unused leases and idle wells will either have to start producing or pay the price for their inaction. Look, the action I'm calling for will make a real difference over time. But the truth is, it takes months, not days, for companies to increase production. That's why the next part of my plan is so important. Today, I'm authorizing the release of one million barrels per day for the next six months, over 180 million barrels. For the strategic from the from the strategic petroleum reserve this is a wartime bridge to increase oil supply until production ramps up later this year and it is by far the largest release of our net our national reserve in our history it'll provide historic amount of supply for a historic amount of time a six months bridge to the fall and we'll use the revenue from selling the oil now to restock the Strategic Petroleum Reserve when prices are lower. So, we'll be ready. We'll be ready for future emergencies. We 
spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those. Okay, what I want to do now is I, I got caught up <laughs> that uh, beforehand. I, for some reason, I thought I had the narrative inside of that that piece before. But let let, let me let me get the piece that I wrote at Daily Coast, and I want to read it, and then I'm going to start answering the additional questions that I see in there, and I also come and acknowledge all the new people that have just come into the room. But I, I think this is essential that I read this. And it goes as follows. Whoops, wrong one that I brought up. I'm at Daily Coast right now and I just posted that. I don't know how it's going to go there because sometimes you wonder about uh, what they decide to post. And I, I was a front pager for the longest time there. Okay, here's what I wrote. President Biden did not hold back on the price gouging and profiteering oil companies and he will let them pay for it. How will he let them pay for it? If they have a lease and they opt not to use that lease and drill on that land that they've gotten a lease for, then they'll lose it or they'll pay a fine to keep it. In other words, they'll, they'll keep paying for it. In other words, you lease an apartment, you don't pay one bill for the apartment and forever have it there. So why give oil companies that type of a subsidy? So I wrote this, President Biden, all but declared war on the oil companies and justifiably so. He will let them pay for producing on 9,000 leases they are hoarding. The president wants corporations to start up their idled wells and increase production to supplement the lost production from Russia. He said, many corporations, as we all know, are exploiting the situation. They're exploiting the situation uh, to milk the population for ever-expanding profits. But some companies have been pretty blunt, Biden said. They don't want to increase supply because Putin's price hike means higher profits. Once, they even acknowledged that they don't care about price of a barrel of oil goes to $200 a barrel. They're not going to step up the production. I say enough, Biden says, enough. And he went on to say that he's going to start charging them for those lands. We get these cycles in our economy where oil corporations gouge the American people because of the willful ignorance of too many good politicians. They continue to claim they are capitalists. They believe that the behavior of corporations is anathema to capitalism. Look, I'm a capitalist. I have no problem with corporations turning a good profit, Biden said. But companies have an obligation that goes beyond just their shareholders to their customers, their communities, and their country. No American company should take advantage of a pandemic or Vladimir Putin's actions to enrich themselves at the expense of American families. That's what he says. But here's the deal, Mr. President. President Biden and many Democrats fundamentally failed to heed the design of our economic system. These corporations are doing nothing wrong. They are doing everything they're supposed to do, these corporations are. And that is what they need to understand. They are fulfilling their task. The only stakeholders that matters to them are the, stake, are the stock shareholders and the executives. Milton Friedman, several decades ago, gave them their marching orders. They are to be unconcerned with doing anything socially responsible at the expense of the shareholder 
and with the executive bonuses. We need a bifurcated economy where we the people control the industries vital to our existence. We need, we still have control of the water under we the people, right? We still have control of water of the, under we the people. And it seems to work pretty well. Your, your water flow well. Now, whenever Republicans try to get private sector involved, we get lead in the water like what occurs where again? In Lansing, Michigan? Or one of those Michigan cities? In other words, no profits on what is essential. After all, a farmer nurtures food. An oil baron is simply picking up a fossil. Before anyone starts shouting communism, it is not. It is democracy. What we have now is modified fascism. And be aware that the profit motive is not what creates new, new drugs, better oil extraction techniques, or better engineering or medical procedures. Public universities are where most of the societal intellect comes from most of the time. Many corporations are but parasites that gravitate to an idea only after it seems viable. That is why corporations buy up companies. They buy something that is already done. And guess what? Most of those who create those great products and services do not partake of the eventual profits. The parasites, the corporate class keeps most of it. If we can just put that into people's heads and on, let them understand that that is what happened and all that indoctrination that you got from your inception, they've gone into the schools and they've paid to screw with your mind. And every, everybody's mind. I saw somebody in there, uh, Eric got mad because I said, you know, uh, Venezuela is sitting down on an ocean of oil larger than any other country. And Iran has a whole bunch of oil. And I'm saying, those guys should have their oil on the market. And he said, oh, are you, you're the guy who talks about human values and humanity. Yes, I do. Do you think America is, in the aggregate, is so much more humane than Venezuela or Iran? Do you see anybody in Iran? Look, I am not defending any country at all. They all have their good and their bad. But the rest of the world looks at America and they laugh because we are the bastions of democracy and we gave you Trump. We are the bastions of humanity and we gave you George Floyd and many others. And, and, and we are the bastion of systemic racism. So please don't tell me about humanity until you ask all humans in America if they feel like humanity reigns in America. Let's be clear here. So I don't judge countries by what America tells me to judge countries by. Cuba is bad. Venezuela is bad. Iran is bad. I've been to Cuba. I have Cuban friends. I have relatives in Cuba. Okay, all of us in the Caribbean do. If you think a country where it says healthcare is a right and one who says healthcare is for those who can afford it, who is more humane? You can talk about, oh, but Cuba is communist. But everybody has healthcare. Everybody has healthcare. 
In America, if I don't have the money, I live in the best democracy in the world. And if I don't have healthcare, I die. So please, let's be very, very careful how we talk about other countries being less human. Let's be very careful. Because we have problems. Others have problems. But we have problems as well. Okay, let me go through my list and start talking to new folks. Carl Cox says, if GOP takes control of the legislature, executive, and judicial branch of American government, democracy in America is doomed. Agreed. Eric Hayes says, blame, blame, blame. It's not blame, 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 Eric. It's truth, truth, and truth. Alistair Waters says, yes, please. Okay, let's see what else I got here. Nanette Bird-Smith, welcome aboard. Uh, oh, wow. Wow. Hey, you know what? I didn't even see... Nanette Birdsmith saying truth, 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 and I, and I repeated that. Nanette, great minds think alike, you dear beautiful lady. Eric Hayes says, reading from the teleprompter. Please keep reading from the teleprompter. What teleprompter? I was reading my blog. I told you I was going to read my blog, right? All right, and, and, and by the way, and you should be reading from the teleprompter. Every, every president giving those types of speeches read from a teleprompter. That's what they're supposed to do. All right, YouTube fro Alistair Waters, open your mind. Egberto isn't calling you. Thank you for pointing that out, MCP. Thank you very much. All right, let's continue here with um, uh, Alistair Waters says, thanks, Bridge. Let's continue, continue, continue. I'm, 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 I'm. Eric, what's your plan other than to blame, blame, blame Biden and <laughs> Tom C? You're good. We, I, I hope Eric is going to be in our... Um, in our Ask Egberto Anything this weekend because we're going to have a good... If you guys if you guys come on, we can have some great civil... Remember, we don't cuss out or anything. We have civil discussions in our Ask Egberto Anything. We love everybody. All right, from YouTube, Tom C. Eric, what's your plan other than to blame? And let's see, Tracy Ann Decon, welcome to Politics Done Right. She says, time to end oil company subsidies in America at the taxpayer expense. Uh, no, we need to... Let me tell you what I want. I'll be honest, and I don't bite my tongue on this. I want the oil industrial complex nationalized. It's not... They produce... They, everything that they do, we the people can do better. Because most of that excess profit goes to the, court, to the executives and the shareholders. It does nothing for the average uh, employee or to do that extensive amount of research that says, let's learn how to, if we're going to burn oil, is there some way that we can burn oil in a manner that we can capture that is, that is permanent? Let me give an example. There are some companies that have developed things like uh, cement that has uh, CO2 in it, bound with solids, which means it doesn't escape as a gas. Biden's poll numbers are low. Nobody buys it. So, yeah, Biden is low. And it, Biden's poll number is low because Democrats are some of the worst marketers, period. I don't see how you can have the highest employment in the country. You can have more, uh, you know, uh, wages more than anything else and above inflation and not be zooming through marketing. We buy into the right wing crap and we get scared. When they, when they start talking about defund the police, we jump on the bandwagon and say, oh no, we're not defunding the police as opposed to saying defund the police. You guys are the one defunding the police, but you're not only defunding the police, you're defunding life. You are defunding people's lives. Democrats don't know how to fight. As I played you guys a few, ta few days ago, as uh, you know, um, Joe Scarborough says, uh, Republicans come with trident missiles to a fight. Democrats come with briefing books. They're so civil. They're so civil. 
Lee Grant says that Berta does not thus cast himself as some sort of a repository of truth. In this world, disagreeing with him is by definition ignorance, not at all. I learn, and I've learned from many of you in, in this room. And there are times that I have questions, and immediately in real time, Rudnin or Bridge MCP or somebody will go look it up, and I'll be educated in real time. I have no problem being educated in real time but also i have no problem not not trying to not trying to cower because i'm scared for somebody to say egberto believe he's a repository of truth i don't care if you if you want to say that brother lee grant i don't i am the most humble person not that because i'm a i'm a panamanian also so we kind of that's how we are you know that it's that latin caribbean sauce you know that makes us kind of that way but, um, but, like I said, no. I think Egberto is up for disagreement. It opens a discussion. Absolutely. Go to our Ask Egberto Everything. And Ligra, why don't you just come to that also on, on, on Saturday? Sign up. Let me go ahead and put the link in there. Sign up for Ask Egberto Anything. It's free. And come on and hang out. Uh, because, and, and, you, and, and you can always tell me, Hey, Egberto, you're full of it. And ask how many people tell me stuff like that and it makes no difference to me. It makes me know, never mind. That is the Ask Egberto Anything link. Uh, please sign up. Please, anybody that's listening to us right now, please sign up for Ask Egberto Anything. I just threw the link in the screen. For those that are in podcast, it is politicsdoneright.com slash askegberto. Egberto is E-G-B-E-R-T-O. All right, let's see what else we got here. Para ver, para ver, para ver, para ver. Tom C says, Saudi Arabia is just as bad as Venezuela and Iran. Should we stop bringing oil? Oh my, you know something? When I tell you I got some smart, you know, um, listeners, watchers, producers, engagers, because I am so riled up in saying, yes, I want to go to Venezuela and get Venezuela's oil. I want to go to Iran and get Iran's oil. That I didn't think about the biggest, the biggest killer that we buy oil from on the market. And that Eric doesn't say, well, if we are buying oil from uh, Saudi Arabia, who women doesn't have rights, they cut people's hands off. In Venezuela, they're just socialists. Okay? And there were a bunch of plutocrats out there that, that brother, uh, uh, not, not Maduro. Maduro is a crook. I don't like Maduro. Maduro is no Chavez. Chavez brought his country out of poverty. Don't believe anything you hear in America here. I am from that part of the world. When Carlos Andres Perez and all those other plutocrat drive, and Carlos Andres Perez was considered a lefty, but still it was run by the plutocracy. When, when uh, Chavez came into Venezuela, people started to have money. I have Venezuelan friends in the States right now that hate my position on Venezuela because they ran. But these friends were part of the plutocracy. These friends were the ones doing very well, not because they were that much better than the rest of the population, but that they had the right hue and the right class in Venezuela. And that's the issue. So please, if we knew more international politics, they couldn't fool us and say that we keep Venezuela oil off the market. They keep Venezuela's oil off the market for two reasons. Reason number one is they don't want a socialist country that sits on top of a, a, 
a, an ocean of oil that would, whereas the profits would go to its people, because America, where a lot of its oil, in fact, probably the majority of its oil are found under public lands, for Americans to say, you know what? Why is it that the oil companies are profiting from all that oil and not America? And if you think that is anathema to American thinking, let's visit Alaska. Alaska, a Republican state where they are flooded with oil. And guess what? Every Alaskan citizen gets a check because that is oil on public lands. And they feel, felt a responsibility to give every Alaskan a check for that oil. You see anybody complaining about that? You see, when Republicans do things that they otherwise would call socialists, they keep their mouths shut. But did you know that? Every, every Alaska citizen at the end of the year gets a check from the oil that goes through the pipeline and the oil that's on public lands in Alaska. Did you know that? Great. Let's continue here. Alistair Waters says, I'm excited to see everyone on Saturday. I am too. Masticator, I'm constantly fascinated at how radical this show is. I don't think Egberto even understands how radical he is. You know, uh, Rudnan, if you're, if you're healthy enough to remind us of what the real meaning of the world radical is, I would be obliged to kindly thank you. Because I, I cop to being a radical because it's actually a very good thing. E2247 says, Biden told Ukrainian President Zelensky on Wednesday that U.S. will send 500 million aid to Ukraine. Notice how quickly we can send money to Ukraine for war and for other things. And when we need a couple of billion dollars to keep kids out of poverty, we can't find it. And America is okay with it. And then Eric wants to talk to me about the humanity of Venezuela when Chavez was in power and he said the oil belonged to the Venezuelan people and they all got stipends to start their own small businesses, selling bananas and plantains and yuca and yampi and niaume and all this stuff on the roads? Come on, people. It's best if we understood things that are going on throughout the world. Uh, it's funny. This show isn't radical. Right-wing shows are fascist radicals. Get it straight. Masticator, don't believe right-wing Nazi propaganda. Eric says those places are bad. Period. Dictator is bad. Have you ever been to Venezuela? Have you ever been to Iran? Have you ever seen how they live there? Have you ever asked about healthcare in Iran? Have you ever asked about healthcare in Cuba? Think about it before you talk. It's it's easy to pat yourself on the back when you're ignorant to what's going on elsewhere. But there's only one person that suffers and it, there's only one person fooled and only one person that suffers from their own ignorance. And that is a person who chooses to remain ignorant after being presented with the data. Biden poll numbers are 40% or low because progressives 30% are joining conservatives 30% in disapproving his moderate policies. True, I agree. But those progressives are going to have to come around. Uh, let's see, it's uh, Saudi Arabia just did a mass execution of 81 dissidents. Thank you, Rudnan. Reason two, the oil is dirty. The oil from, I think I've said that on a couple of last shows. The oil from Venezuela has a whole ton of sulfur in it. But guess where it has the best, the best equipment to desulfurize Venezuela's oil? The United States of America. And at a price, the price that oil is right now, that oil is usually, per, that dirty oil from Venezuela, which has a lot of sulfur in it, 
is usually purchased much cheaper than Brent here in Texas. Much cheaper, but refined. Not as bad as Canada, but not very refinery can run it. Exactly. It's, it, the Gulf Coast can process any oil here on the Gulf Coast. And again, they're, they, they specialize in removing sulfur. There are times when some part on some refineries, you'll see these mountains of sulfur that they extract out of the, out of the oil. Bridge MCP. I knew the check in AK, LOL. There you go in Alaska. They get less checks now, not allowing to develop Anwar. Mm, wow. So in other words, you, you do agree that the socialism was okay then. Hey, ABQ, you're leaving us early. I hope you feel fine, but hate to leave you too. I uh, hate that you're leaving so early. I got two more videos. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Egberto, talking about now, not past. We are in the current. And I'm in the current too. I am in the very current. All right, let's see. Bridge MC, oh, Willie's time. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's time for me to say, folks, folks, please support the program. If you are on YouTube right now, please, first of all, I'd like you to do the thumbs up. Let us say, hey, thumbs up. Also, please go ahead and click that join button. We need, we need thousands of very small contributors. We're, we're growing one Z, two Z, three Zs. We need a lot more growth right now to keep this viable. I, it's killing me not being able to, to get that, that kind of support. So I ask you so kindly, please click that join button on YouTube. If, you don't, if you're not on YouTube or on some other platform, go to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube if you want to join the YouTube channel. Uh, go to politicsdoneright.com slash Patreon to join our, to become a patron of Politics Right. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. But our best performance, or not performance, best way, meaning we get the most from each dollar contributed, is via PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. We honestly cannot do this without you. We need your support. That is why we do this. And, 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 and rest assured, personally, and there's, you can ask anybody, we do 16 hours a day. On this stuff from processing videos to researching to writing books to writing articles blogs everywhere and you'll find politics and right stuff Egberto Willis stuff all over the internet why do I do that if you search for certain keywords the right wing has people writing lies all over the world not only in America but they have they have even in Ukraine they have these what they call right houses, right? And all they do is they get templates. And in fact, I was offered to write for write the right wing. I got a template that I follow and also a great check, right? But again, it, it, it is amazing how much money there is on the right to lie to you. I mean, uh, every and, and I am on I'm on their mailing list. I'm on this this mailing list as well that says interview this person, interview this person. This is a this is a cheat sheet for the interview. All that kind of stuff. And so that is that is that is the kind of world we're living in right now. And uh, it is hard. I'm, you know, I have a friend. It's a well-known lefty as well with a show similar to this. And he asked me one time. He said, "Have you ever been tempted?" To take the offers in other words what it is is that anybody with a platform like this the right would like to keep the platform 
But what they'll do is they'll to give your message tonality and they'll pay you to go ahead and do that. Now, when you see these other people from lefties come out, lefties don't pay anything. I'm going to have Professor Wolf on, uh, um, Economist Wolf on. All of this stuff, you know, it, it, we just kind of interchange progressive ideologies to get it out there. The only support we ever have is whatever our listeners give us. Nothing more. And the reason why, the reason why it is so difficult for the message of the left to get out there is that we are not funded. And even Democrats, and notice I'm separating Democrats from progressives, don't fund organizations like this. You hear the Democrat this and Democrat and they're always sending out money collecting and all of that. You know where that money goes? That money goes to these executives in Washington, Democrats, that are consultants. And these consultants tell Democrats how to campaign and what to say and how not to say. And they get millions for it. Let me give it. Give a, I'm going to miss my videos for today. I'll play them tomorrow. Because this is an important story that I want to tell here. I was with the coffee party. I am with the coffee party. I was a board member before we merged with Bridge Alliance. And I'm not going to give exact numbers or whatever, but when it was under different management, we actually did very well as far as collecting donations and, and so forth. Now, people like me, I never made, I was, I was uh, still working Willie's computer software company then, and I invested quite a bit of money in coffee party itself as it was growing, right? And um, because it's a platform, it, it, it was about civil conversation and all of that. And I really love that. So I did the, a radio show for a coffee party, all of this for free, right? Donated when we, when we had to fly to DC several times, paid my own way. When we stayed in different houses, paid my own way, etc. for several years. And the funny thing about it is, I remember we had a thing called Enough is Enough. We were supposed to have about 20,000 people come into Washington, D.C. And, uh, and you can check out the date exactly. I don't remember what date. Just look for Snowstorm in 2010. And, um, you know, so we were supposed to have several thousand people signed up. Everything was great. We had all venues and all of that. We, we paid to be on, I think it was the west side of the um, Capitol. And we had, the, you know, they brought out the big speakers, the Jumbotron, and everything was there, and the chairs, it was a big setup. We had over $100,000 to work with. So when it was time to figure out where we were spending all this money, and I was not involved in selecting things like, um, I was not involved in selecting things like, uh, what, what is that word? Uh, consultants, etc. That wasn't my domain. How did the coffee party get so big on FB? Because we started at the right time. We started at the right time. And we, I can go in more detail at Ask Egberto anything. But here's what I remembered. And here's what I was very... There was a woman that's no longer with the coffee party. She pulled me aside. And she said, This consultant is making $6,000. This one for media, meaning the one that's going to advertise or whatever was getting ten thousand dollars and i mean like off the top i don't remember i i, I may be fudging some numbers here but at least thirty forty thousand dollars went to a few uh she, she's a very good friend of mine went to a few of these consultants 
And by the way, none of them were doing more work than those of us who've been in the system all the while. And they, none of them knew more about marketing. They were just stationed here in D.C. And that was their fee. And I remember there was one particular person that I know well was paid to ensure that our big stuff got covered by CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, and all of that. And guess how many of them covered it? Zero. Zero. There was a snowstorm. The day of enough is enough. And we have videos. I should see if I can find a video and play, play that video for you. Where we are standing up there, and, and I, I'm going to look for that video and play that video for you tomorrow. Where I'm standing up in the cold, and I'm going to play two of them. And, and, and freezing as we introduce speaker after speaker. But instead of having 20-something thousand people, we were under a thousand people that actually showed because again it was a snowstorm and there were people coming in from West Virginia, Virginia and all over the country. The, the Republican Party has an unlimited amount of money to spend to convince people like Eric, to convince people like, um, like us, um, what's his name here, Smith and all these others. And their, their, their propaganda is very good. It's tested the, the, their method of transmitting it to who they want to talk about it. Like, you know, when you have somebody like Candace Williams, right? A black woman. She was strategic in their plan. They have select black tokens on, in certain areas because they know how effective they will be to use them to put out a narrative. These things are, you know, everybody thinks these things happen organically. These things are very, very well planned. And that is what has happened over and over and over and over again. Why do I, I'm telling you this story because I'm saying, I need support to keep doing this kind of stuff and informing people. But most people don't understand how this stuff works. They think it's just, uh, they watch TV and they watch MSNBC and they see those people go on their guests on MSNBC and they think that is all organic and they, are, they can say whatever they want. They will never put me, Team Ashley Strong from Nanette Birdsmith, thank you, my dear. They would never put me on not even MSNBC. Let me tell you about Daily Coast. I write for Daily Coast. I was a front pager for Daily Coast. When Biden won the election, I got less coverage. Again, I'm, I'm still a, a, a distinguished member there, uh, uh, what they call, uh, what you call it, editor there. But there is still a certain amount of, uh, we don't put out a lot of your material anymore because you're not quite so safe for the democratic message. My democratic message is the real message. It's the real progressive message that people used to elect Democrats for. Do you remember those white Reagan Democrats? They like my message. But they, the Democratic Party allowed an infiltration of Reaganomics that hurts them with social issues that they think, you know, that, they, that, they, that they'll, they'll drop on the sword for abortion. Like if most of them are going to have an abortion. Um, I want to keep my whiteness. Like if somebody wants to take it away. It is amazing, people. And until we understand the dynamics 
of how the propaganda works in this country, not only from the not only from the Fox News and the Cook the Koch brothers, but even in the Democratic Party, where there is a line you don't cross. Remember what I've always said. I remain a member of the Democratic Party. I am the, because I'm voted in as a as a uh, what do you call it a, a precinct chair. Because I've told others, progressive, be a part of the Democratic Party. Go into the Democratic Party because until you infiltrate the Democratic Party, you can't change it to what it used, to, what it needs to be. You can't change it to what it needs to be to serve the people of America. Which is the only, it's the, we are the only ones that look and see what the ills are in the country. What people really need to survive. And say, let's make sure we change our economy to do that. I see some new names in here that I hadn't seen before, so I want to read what they've had to say. Uh, let's see, I, I have Cynthia White that says, I used to be a member of the Progressive Dane and New Party in Wisconsin in 1990. The larger goals of the New Party didn't work, but Progressive Dane still exists. The, the key was focus, focusing locally. I agree with you there, uh, Cynthia White, and welcome to Politics Done Right. Uh, Cynthia White says, Daily Coast does a ton of clickbait articles. I really like the diaries and Daily Coast, but some of their front page articles are clickbait. I used to write for the front page every Sunday. And I, I must admit that I tried to make some of it clickbaity so that people would actually click on it. So I will cop to some being guilty of some of that, Cynthia. Uh, but if you read the depth of what I write, it's not clickbaity. It's actually a lot of good information. Uh, Gregory L. Ballo, welcome aboard. She says, uh, peculiar that the White House waited to address the national uh, pilfering until the perps got away with a fortune first. They're not watching out for anyone before an outrage forces them to. America needs to take notes instead of easily letting crap slide into the dustbin of amnesia. I love you, Gregory. That is so right. One definition of radical characterized by independence from tradition, innovative and unorthodox. Thank you, Tom. See, that was the, what I was looking for. Breach says, I think the White House was gathering evidence of price gouging first. Um, yeah, well, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for those comments. Let's see. Uh, Robert Duval says, as of 329-1024, humans shot and killed uh, shot and killed by police in the past year in America. How can we look down on the Saudi Arabia executions? Hypocrisy is toxic. Exactly right. And again, we have to look at all of that. We are coming close to the end of the program. As usual, you know what, man? <laughs> we have so much to talk about. And you guys, you guys bring up so much that I need to address. And that's why I am so thankful for having such a wonderful um, following. It's not huge like some other um, people do, that doing the same thing have, but it is a engaged and a very smart, on all sides. I mean, even when I talk, Eric gets on my nerves a lot, but he's a good guy, you know I mean? <clears throat> and, and he allows me to put out a whole lot of stuff to help others even if it's not going to help him even if he chooses for it not to help him i'll tell ashley to be strong bridge mcp i'll surely do that all right i got to get out of here pretty soon um please folks uh, uh support the show there's an all-encompassing places that has all the links politicsandright.com support we need your support like i said i gave you that in ex explanation as far as how much support the misinformation has Please help us have the ability 
to put this up. By the way, I forgot to tell you guys, once again, yours truly is on Radio Row at, um, at Daily Coast, not Daily Coast, at, at Netroots Nation. This year it's going to be, I think, in Pittsburgh. I'll be there on Radio Row. I'm going to, I'll be coming to you guys with a, either a GoFundMe or one of those guys to support getting me over there with all the equipment and all that kind of stuff. So, I, I, I know I can count on you guys. But anyhow, please, please, please support the show. Keep reading our blogs, our books, etc. I didn't think I put the book link out there. Let me put the link to where my books are. Here's a book link. Uh, support, support the program. And please, most importantly as well, share, share, share. And what we learn here, please don't keep it to yourself. I ask you so kindly, tell others. And please don't be scared to be the different one. You know, a lot of places I'm the different one in many different aspects. When I just came here, I was a different one with a strange accent. Uh, when I go certain places, even when I go to Net Roots, I'm one of the different ones because of my hue. Uh, one of the different ones because I work like hell. When I'm on Radio Row, most of the people, whether it's be you know ABC or whatever that that's on there, I'll see them maybe interview five, six, seven people. By the time I'm done with the three days of Net Roots, I've interviewed over fifty people. Over fifty people, and the people that I interview are both the top politicians to the average uh, activist because I think everybody being a part of this society should be covered and covered well. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys and you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.